Good morning and welcome to today's podcast. Today we are talking with Sally Alter. Sally is an RN who has lived with bipolar nearly all her life from her early teens and she still manages living with it today. Her aim is to help people who are struggling with bipolar as well as people who have loved ones affected by the illness. She has written a book with easy to understand answers taken from more than 50 years of firsthand experience with the illness. So Sally's going to tell us about her experience living with bipolar and also tell us about her book that she didn't write till she was in her 70s. Welcome Sally. Hi, Sally. Thanks so much for joining me here on the podcast. It's great to meet you. It's nice to see you, Carrie. Thank you for inviting me. Well, Sally, you have quite a story to share, and I love the fact that you are a writer as well. So we'll get to that. But first, I wanted to go into your history a little bit. If you could share with the listeners a backstory of how you came to do the work that you're doing today, maybe just give us a little bit of your history. Well, I have to go way back because I'm getting old. (laughs) So I'm going right back to when I was 15. Okay. And that's when my bipolar disorder started. Mm -hmm. My father died when I was 10 and my mother died when I was 15. So you can imagine it was very traumatic. And what happened when I had my first um, episode, I had a manic episode. Mm -hmm which is unusual for women. Mostly they start with a depressive episode, but mine started differently. Mm -hmm. And um, when my mother was ill and dying in hospital, instead of feeling really sad and miserable, like I should have felt, I felt really excited Hmm. and everything was go, go, go. You know, my mind was racing and I felt um, I had to entertain everybody in the unit (laughs) Mm -hmm. keep everybody amused (laughs) and it was really a way out experience I should never have had that reaction to her dying but that's what happened to me and uh, trauma is a very common experience that causes bipolar depression yeah so can we actually talk a little bit more about bipolar depression maybe tell us what that is not everybody understands what it is probably myself included I should say bipolar disorder because Mm -hmm. it includes depression and mania. Yeah. Yes. It's a very severe mood disorder. It's like schizophrenia is a severe psychotic disorder. Mm -hmm. And it's on that level. It's it's a very bad thing. And really, it's two different moods. Bipolar has mania and depression. And there's bipolar one and there's bipolar two. It gets very complicated. Yeah. What is the difference between one and two? And the difference is mania. People with bipolar two only have hypomania. So they never actually go into mania. And they don't generally have psychosis either. Whereas people with bipolar one, they have mania and they can have psychosis. About 60% of people have psychosis. Okay. So, so if, if you if you think about people's everyday moods, I mean mm-hmm. everybody has mood swings, you know, mm-hmm. up and down. Yeah, I'm sure you can vouch for that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so when people have their good times, they think, oh, I'm so excited, I must be manic. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm having such yeah. a wonderful day, you know, everything's going great. That's not mania. It's nothing like that at all. Yeah. Mania what? is way over the top. So can you describe yeah, it's, what it's, mania would be like? Well, you first of all, your head is racing with ideas. You've got thoughts bombarding you like this all the time, like darts being thrown at a dartboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you feel either so happy, elated, you know, you're walking on air, you're just uh, doing great things and you're the most wonderful person in the world. <laughs> it's a wonderful feeling, elated, or else you can be very, very angry. Both go mm-hmm. together with mania. Okay. So you feel like that, you're way over the top, nothing like just having a happy day. Yeah. So can <laughs> we... So, sorry. Uh, just to understand it well, too, um, and, and knowing a little bit about your biography, are you able to go back and talk to us? Um, starting from age 16, you left school at 16, and uh, you had 22 jobs following that, which you describe as typical of someone with this disorder. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, actually, I think I left school at 15, now I come mm-hmm. to think of it, because my mother died when I was 15 and I went to live with my brother okay. and I had to leave school immediately. So I was a 15 and I went straight to work from there. Now with bipolar, you have terrible mood swings at work, of course. Mm. So people think, well, that's pretty strange. You know, one minute you're up in the air and having a great time at work, you know, making jokes with everybody. And then the next day, you're so depressed, you can't think straight. Your head is full of cotton wool. Mm-hmm. And everything you want to do, you have to walk slowly and talk slowly. And you feel sad and hopeless. And you feel like you're worthless. You don't amount to anything. So you can imagine what you're like at work. Yeah. And you've got no motivation to do anything at all. So with depression, it's the opposite to mania. You know, you just sit, you don't want to talk to anybody, you isolate. That's all you want to do all day. So when you're at work, it doesn't work. (laughs) There's something, yes. And then with bipolar, most people have anxiety as well. Mm. And they have panic attacks. So again, when you're at work and you're having a panic attack in the bathroom, Sure. It doesn't work very well. Does it cycle through those two things, the manic stage and depressive stage, or is there a stage where there's nothing where you feel somewhat normal, whatever normal is? Yeah. Whatever between? normal is. Yes, there is. And some people are lucky that they have three distinct periods and they can go for months or even years without any episodes, which hmm. is perfect (laughs) yeah but other people have episodes very very frequently like I did I was always in mania or depression and I hardly ever had any what they call euthymic periods okay that means you've got no symptoms basically sure what were some of the jobs that you held some of those 22 jobs any favorite jobs that you had (laughs) most of them were office jobs Mm. I did work um in a health food store and I worked in an art gallery once but most of the other jobs were office jobs and I I always had good jobs I worked my way up and I was a marketing manager for a group of hospitals for a time 
Hmm. And that was really great. You know, I had my company car and I drove all over the country. <laughs> wow. It was great. But then, of course, bipolar comes along and the job's ruined. I'm, yeah. It's hopeless. Huh. So how and were you finally I, I, diagnosed, though, with, with bipolar? And when were you diagnosed? Okay. I should go back and tell you that I was a nurse. So oh. I'm an RN. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I, I did actually do a, a four years of nurse training, and I worked as a nurse for 11 years. So that's quite a record for bipolar. It is, yeah. Yes, I did very well there. Huh. And that was mostly because I was diagnosed and medicated at the time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So when were you diagnosed then? How old were you? I was 25. It takes on average 10 years and that's how long it took for me. Mm -hmm. And were they able to get medication right the first time with you or did you have to do trials of different medications to, to finally feel I better? I was very lucky. I did get the right medication at first. I was put on lithium hmm. and I was very well, I can't say I was 100%, but I was pretty well from the age of 25 to 47 when menopause struck. And then everything went haywire. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that next, how menopause affected your bipolar disorder. And why do you think menopause caused it to change? Well, I, I, I think that the, the hormones are just running wild at that time. And most people would say, oh, yes, we have mood swings. That's very common in, in menopause. Mm -hmm. So if you have bipolar, it makes it 100 times worse. So what was your experience during that time in trying to get regulated again? Well, you can't say you got regulated again because I never did. It went on for 20 years. Mm. Well, 20 how years about, of... um, so what was menopause like then? And you had... A time where you were not well during during that period um, what was that time like were you just at home were you hospitalized all of it <laughs> you know it was very rough time very rough indeed I spent many months in hospital and before that I've been in hospital I can't even remember how many times but I've spent about 14 months of my life in hospital Oh, wow. Can you talk about that experience, what that, what that was like for you? Yes, it's, it's been very rough. Some people don't mind going to hospital because they say it's a nice rest. Mm. <laughs> and also they, they feel safe in hospital, which is true. You do feel safe. But yeah. if anybody likes being behind bars, <laughs> you know, that's very nice because they lock you in. Yeah. And they tell you when you're going to have your medication and what you're going to take and what you're going to eat and when you sleep. Mm -hmm. It's all regulated and you, you lose your identity. You're just another patient. Yeah. How were you able to stop the cycle of being hospitalized and get back to your daily life? Uh, very difficult to say. I suppose I've been out of hospital for 12 years, which is a record. That's been pretty good. Mm -hmm. And I think that basically medication is what helps with bipolar. Mm -hmm. That's number one. And therapy is second. So if you can have both medication and therapy, you're doing very well. So is bipolar, like a lot of um, mental disorders, based on brain chemistry? Or would you say it's more about 
experiencing trauma? Well, <laughs> this is debatable because there's lots of theories about bipolar disorder and mental illness in general. Mm -hmm. Most people these days will say it's a brain imbalance of um, neurons, uh, chemicals, but um, that's never been proved. Doctors give out antidepressants and they give out mood stabilizers and they say, oh, look, it's working. So they assume that that's the reason, but it doesn't mean that's definitely the case because it doesn't work for everybody. Right. Okay. And then there's trauma, which I told you, it's yeah. usually in childhood and it's usually loss of a parent, something very major. Okay. And then there's genetics. It's very, very common in families. So it does run in families. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, can we talk about um, where you are today? Kind of fast forward a little bit. You wrote a book and I think you're living proof that it's never too late to, to change your life and, and fulfill your purpose. So can you talk about how old you were when you wrote your first book and what that book is about? Okay. I was 73 when I wrote my first book. I love book. that. <laughs> yes, I was. I never would have written it except a person I knew online, in fact, I've never met her. She said, oh, why don't you write a book? Mm. And I thought, well, maybe I could. Yeah. <laughs> and what I was doing, I was writing for Quora. Do you know, have you heard of Quora? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's a question and answer right. website. Online. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And I've written over 4,000 answers on Quora. Oh, my goodness. So, and 800 on bipolar. Huh. So, I've written a lot of answers. Yeah. So that was the perfect training really to get you ready to write a book, right? That's right. Yes. And of yeah. course I have access to all the answers. Yeah. So I used 125 answers and put them into a book. Oh, okay. So it really is yeah. kind of almost like a manual of, of what bipolar disorder is that has yes, to be really it, it, helpful. Right. It covers everything. It's, it's in depth. Yeah. So have you written another book since then? Yes, I wrote another book uh, last March. What are we now? May? Two months ago. Mm. Oh, so two I've months ago. I've had another ago. book wow. published. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. <laughs> it's called Bipolar One Rescue Plan. Okay. The first book was called How to Live with Bipolar, which is for uh, everybody. Yeah. Whereas I specialize with the next book. Yeah. And it's just for Bipolar One. Because that's been your experience, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So how is your work um, helping women today, would you say, aside from the book, are you doing any work, any coaching with women to help well, them I'm, through this? Well, I'm working on Quora. I still write on Quora. Oh, very nice. So I write more or less every day on Quora. Okay. And hopefully I'm helping people. I get lots of comments, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So tell us what your life is like today. Um, things have kind of leveled out for you a bit. You're doing a lot of writing. You're doing podcast interviews. What would a typical day be like for you today? Well, I do my email in the morning and I do Facebook. Mm -hmm. And then I do some writing and I'm writing my next book now. So I'm, I've actually finished the book and... I'm on my first edit, or I've almost finished the first edit. Okay. So that keeps me busy. Another thing to do. Sure. Yeah. Um, 
I always ask everyone, what has been your greatest challenge leading you to where you are today? And what then has been your greatest joy? And I think we know that your challenge is part of your journey, right? But what yeah. has been your greatest joy in getting to the place where you are in your life today? Well, I think I've, I've been very, very excited that I've helped people along the way. Yeah. I know lots of people have written to me and they've said how I've helped them. So by writing books, I hope, hopefully I'm helping more people out there. Sure, of course. Yes, yeah. and that's a real big joy. Yeah. Are you, do you do a lot of reading yourself? No, I don't do a lot of reading myself. How about I'm podcasts? I can't um, concentrate on reading. I can uh, read a little bit. Okay. You know, people okay. with bipolar can't concentrate very long. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Well, the last question I have for you is where can we find you online if someone wants to connect with you or to maybe purchase one of your books and read it? Okay. You can connect with me on my website, which is sallyalter.com. Very easy to remember. Mm -hmm. And my Facebook page is also Sally Alter, but it's all in capitals. So those okay. are the, the most, the easiest places to find me. Sure. And your book is available on Amazon as well, correct? Yes. Two books are available on Amazon. Okay. Yes. Very good. So I'll be sure to leave this in our show notes and also in the YouTube video notes. Thank you so okay. much, Sally. It was really interesting to hear um, about your journey and really learn a lot about bipolar disorder, things that I have not was not aware of as well. So I'm sure this will yes. help our listeners and hopefully steer them to your book so they can learn even more. Thank you very much indeed, Carrie. It's been a pleasure talking to you. All right. I wanted to take a quick moment to talk to you about an app that I am loving. I use Audible nearly every day. I listen to Audible books while I am taking walks in the woods, while I'm working out at the gym, and even while I'm driving in the car. A few books that I'm reading right now simultaneously are North by Scott Jurek, which is a book about an ultra runner, and um, I'm reading it strictly for the story of his running the Appalachian Trail and overcoming different challenges. And I'm reading Why We Get Sick by Benjamin Bickman. There are so many books that I have lined up to read. In addition, as you've noticed in all of our podcasts, I ask every guest we have what books they would recommend based on the topic we're discussing. So I really wanted to partner with Audible and I'm so happy I'm able to, to offer you a free trial. So what is Audible? Well, Audible lets you enjoy all of your audio entertainment in one place. You'll always find the best of what you love or something new to discover. It offers an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre. I happen to love mysteries as well as self-help and motivation and memoirs. You can find a little of everything you love to read. You'll find exclusive Audible originals from top celebrities, renowned experts, and really just some exciting new voices in audio. So Audible also includes thousands of podcasts from popular favorites to exclusive new series. So as an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including latest bestsellers and new releases. So with this trial, you can, as a new member, try Audible free for 30 days. It is an amazing offer. 
All you have to do is go to the link that I have down in the show notes, www.audibletrial.com backslash read with Carrie, all one word, all lowercase letters. Okay. Thanks for listening in back to our podcast.